Good morning. Today is Friday, December 24th, 2021. One of the most famous images of all Judaism comes from our Torah portion. This week's Parsha is the Parsha Shemos, the beginning of the second book of the Torah, Shemos, Exodus, the image of the burning bush. We discussed part of this last night, but Moshe is shepherding his father-in-law's flocks. Vayar vayera malach Hashem eish And an angel of God appeared to Moshe from the lavas eish, from the burning flame mitoch inside this bush. Vayar, and Moshe looked, Moshe saw that the bush was completely aflame, but the bush itself was not being consumed. The image of the burning bush. What does it mean? What is the symbolism of what is the message that Moshe is receiving by seeing this striking visual image? So the simple way to explain this is the bush represents B'nai Israel, the Jewish people. In spite of the fire, the bush survives. In spite of the slavery, God is telling Moshe, the Jews will survive and leave Egypt. In spite of the Holocaust, Jews will survive. It's a message for all time. And that's how God wanted to introduce his giving this mission to Moshe. It is going to be successful. Though the Jews are suffering like this bush, they will not be consumed. And that's a message that has resonated with the Jewish people in every single generation, including our own. But I want to share with you another approach that's based on an insight of Rabbi Samshrafal Hirsch, who comments on this unusual phrase. The angel appeared to God, What does that mean? We know there was a fire burning inside the bush, but the bush was not consumed. Belavas esh. Says Rav Hirsch, belavas esh means the lave, the heart of the bush. The fire was in the heart of the bush. Now listen, please, to what Rav Salavechik, Rav Yosef Salavechik, a blessed memory, does with this image. Because the Rav explained what intrigued Moshe is that this was a fire burning inside in the middle of the bush, but the outside of the bush was not on fire. It appeared normal. That's what was so curious and striking about this image. 
And our rabbis in the Medrash explained the metaphor as follows. Moshe wondered, why did the Jews merit exodus from Egypt? God is coming to me to tell me it's time for the Jews to leave Egypt and we're going to be successful. But what merit is there within the Jewish people? To look at them superficially while they were in Egypt at that moment, they did not appear to deserve redemption. They did not appear more spiritual, more holy, more connected to God than anyone else. They were a slave people. And that's why God, Moshe questions God when God says he is going to take them out of Mitzrayim. Moshe asks them why. Moshe asks God why, with what merit will they be able to leave Egypt? And it is to respond to that question of Moshe that God shows Moshe the vision of the bush, which is a metaphor for the Jewish people and a metaphor for every single Jewish person, for you and for me and every single one of us. And that is that inside each Jew is a spark of goodness and merit. Even if on the outside that Jew appears plain, the bush is a, met a metaphor for the merit or at least the potential merit of every Jew. Even those most removed from Judaism. You know, it's very easy to look down on others who are more ignorant than we are or less inspired than we are. And Moshe makes this mistake initially on seeing this bush. But that's the message God is teaching Moshe with the flame belavas esh in the lathe. The fire is in the heart of the bush as the fire is in the heart of every Jew. Even that removed Jew even that ignorant Jew, even that uninspired Jew, his, her heart is aflame with spiritual goodness and the potential for spiritual connection. And so with the burning of the bush, God shows Moshe that great leadership requires you, Moshe, to believe that you can help elicit, bring out the abilities and energy in a person who never imagined that they themselves had it in themselves. Moshe being given the job, the mission of leader, is shown this image to understand what his part in this is to be. His part is to be the one who motivates, who brings it from potential to reality, who is able to convince Jews, you have this in yourselves. 
it's no coincidence that the first leader of the Jewish people that we meet, we discussed this earlier this week, is Miriam, who is a midwife, who gives birth to children because leadership is about helping someone give birth to themselves, give birth to their new self. And this is another lesson that Miriam teaches Moshe about what true leadership is. To help another person come alive by stoking the flames of spirituality and passion that are within their heart, but may not be visible on the outside. Great leadership is to find the desire and the ability in someone who does not see it themselves and to help it be born in them. But Moshe was not yet convinced. And so the passage goes on, as you remember, at great length of Moshe being reluctant to take on this mission and God responding to each point. And finally, God provides an even more dramatic lesson to Moshe. Remember, God asked Moshe to lead B'nai Israel, the Jewish people, out of Egypt. One of the things that Moshe says to God is, Vehain vayan Moshe vayomar. Moshe responds to God and says, Vehain lo yaminuli. They're not going to believe me. Forget about not being able to convince Paro to let the Jews go free. The Jews are not going to believe that I'm the correct leader. The Jews are not going to believe me when I come and say, it's time for us to leave. So God teaches Moshe two miracles to perform. Now, in the story of Exodus from Egypt, miracles, Nisim, played two roles and they served two different goals. One, the second goal, for example, through the ten plagues, is to persuade the Egyptians to free the Jews. Okay, that's one. But the first goal, even before we get to that, it's the Jews themselves who need to be persuaded to follow Moshe. So, Vayan Moshe, Vayomer Moshe responds to God and says, Vehem layaminuli. They're not going to believe me that I spoke to God in the middle of the desert from a burning bush and he gave me this message and we're supposed to do this. They're not going to believe me. They're not going to listen to me. They'll say you made it up. They say you had a dream. They say you had a nightmare. They're not going to listen. God says to Moshe, what is that in your hand? Moshe is holding a staff. God says, throw it to the ground. He throws it to the, Moshe throws it to the ground. The staff turns to a serpent. I don't know about you. I don't like snakes. I did the same thing that Moshe did. I would do the same thing that Moshe did. Moshe ran away. There's a snake running around. 
Moshe was appalled. Moshe was, was, was frightened. And he ran back. He moved away. God said to Moshe, Reach out your hand and grab onto the tail of the snake. I got to tell you, maybe if God himself were to say that to me, I would do it. But I'm telling you, anybody else, it does not sound like something that I would want to do. Okay. But God says, okay, God says, reach out your hand and grab onto the tail of this snake. Moshe listened and reached out and as soon as he touched it, it turned back into a staff. It's a miracle. It's a trick. It's a wonder. A staff turns into a snake, turns back into a staff. And God spoke to him further and said to him, Take your hand and place it inside your garment. Inside your garment like this. And when Moshe took it out, it turned out that his skin was white. God said, put your hand back inside, put it back inside, and took it out, and the skin color had returned to normal. Okay, interesting trick. God can make your skin turn different colors. Vahaya, God says, if they will not listen and pay attention to the first miracle, the and I guarantee they will listen to the second miracle. Those are the two miracles. And the Torah goes on to say they work. When Moshe does finally agree to this mission, and he does go back to Israel and comes back to the Jewish people and speaks to the Jewish people still enslaved in Israel. And remember, he has not seen them in many years. By Yelech, Moshe, Aaron, Moshe and Aaron. Remember, this was part of the deal that God made with him is that Aaron would accompany him and be part of this. Moshe and Aaron came back to Egypt and they gathered together the elders of the Jewish people. And they performed these miracles that God had told them to. And the people believed after seeing these two miracles, that God had remembered the Jewish people, remembered his promise, remembered he would take them out, remembered he would take them to Israel, and the people believed that God was now going to keep his promise, and that God had seen their persecution, and they bowed down in reverence to Moshe and Aaron as the leaders and to God who was going to take them out of Egypt. Two questions. Number one, 
Why these two specific miracles? I mean, yeah, they're interesting tricks. A snake to a staff to a snake. Your hand's white, your hand's red, your hand's white. Why these two specific miracles? And number two, why two? <laughs> why not one? That is, what is provided in the second miracle that is more convincing than the first miracle. I mean, to me, the first miracle sounds pretty good. Why do you need a second miracle? So this is a yeso. This is a fundamental principle that we need to understand. And that is that a miracle, a nace in the Torah, it's not just a trick. It's not a trick from God. Anyone can do tricks. Paro's magicians do tricks. The power of a miracle from God is its message. It's the story it tells. And when we see a nace, we have to ask ourselves, what is the story this miracle is telling us? So let's look very briefly at the messages, the stories that these two miracles tell. Remember, the goal of these two miracles is that the Jewish people will accept Moshe as a leader and follow everything he says to lead them out of Egypt. In other words, the story of these two miracles will tell us the essence of Jewish leadership, which is being introduced here for the first time. And as I've mentioned before, it's presented to us as a lesson for us as well, because it will teach us about leadership about leadership on a macro level, leading nations, leading communities, and on a micro level, personal leadership, leading a family, leading a group, leading myself. First miracle, throw down the staff by Hilin Achash, turns into a snake by Yonas, Moshe, Miponov, and Moshe, recoiled from this snake. First lesson. You want to lead Jews? You need to know that some Jews appear like snakes. Excuse me for saying it in this way. But sometimes some Jews do things that cause us to recoil. And if you're going to be a leader, you have to know that that is a reality of whom you are leading. But here's the message. Hashem says to Moshe, reach out your hand. And as soon as Moshe touched the tail of this snake, by Yehilamata, it became a staff. Laman ya'aminu. In order for the Jewish people who see this miracle going on to believe that you are the correct and true and authentic leader. Because the message is that any Jew, no matter how far, no matter how low, no matter how unappealing, just touch that person. Just reach out and connect with that person. And they can transform. 
And if you don't really believe that any Jew can be touched, can return, can be redeemed, you don't deserve, Moshe, to be a leader. That's the first message. And that is what the people who saw this message understood that Moshe was expressing with this first miracle. That's a necessary message, but it's not sufficient by itself. It needs the second miracle. Now, the second miracle involves a subject called Saras. It's a complicated subject. We've discussed it before. I'll mention now only briefly. It's often mistranslated as leprosy, but it's not leprosy. It is a condition where, because of a spiritual sin, a person's skin will change colors as an indication to them that they've done something wrong. And usually the indication is that they violated the sin of Lashon Hara. They spoke evil speech about someone else. What's the meaning of this miracle? Rashi says, Moshe is being taught a lesson by God. God is telling him, Moshe, you violated the sin of Lashon Hara. You said about the Jewish people that they will not believe you. That's Lashon Hara. Why are, they, why are you accusing them of not believing in God and not believing in redemption? That's an accusation that is A, false, and B, negative. You spoke Lashon Hara against the Jewish people, Moshe. Therefore, God had Moshe undergo the punishment of Tsaras, the punishment that comes to a person who speaks negatively of others, and Moshe's skin color changed. And then it turned back to its normal color. The second message is even more profound than the first. If you want to be a Jewish leader, don't insult Jews. And if you insult Jews, even with the best of intentions, God will be upset with you. God sticks up for Jews even when we don't. And once the Jewish people saw that, once the Jewish people saw that Moshe himself would be held accountable, they realized this is a new form of leadership. This is a new paradigm of leadership that God is introducing to the world, not based on power, not based on charisma, not based on ruthlessness, not based on performing tricks, but based on the leader's trust in the innate and discoverable goodness of every single Jew and based on the notion that the leader must be accountable to his people. That's why the Jews were convinced by Moshe and that remains our contribution to the notion of moral leadership in the world. 
We may not have these same miracles today, but the lessons they teach us are as true today as ever. I've shared with you finally this quote. The words of Maya Angelou. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. When a leader allows his people to feel that every single one of them has the potential to succeed and improve. And when the leader conveys to his people that they can be assured that he is accountable to them, that is when people have the feeling that they can trust that leader. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day and a beautiful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.